everybody hello this is sights unseen the show where we take you to places that you've never seen before in video games or maybe you have but you want to experience it in a new light so you come here and listen to us describe it it's always nice to hear others opinions that's right or their experiences so like we're gonna talk about a great new little dreamscape or place in a like a place that's been thought up by someone else uh, that we explored and enjoyed during our childhood. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. And that's what we do. Uh, and it's always fun because we try to learn something new. And this is going to be a good one because everybody likes Skyrim. <laughs> and like how how many times have it been released now? Like a bajillion. Fifty. <laughs> you like, can play it on almost anything. I think I own it twice on Steam. So. I know I have it twice. Yeah. Uh, not on Steam. I've got it on Xbox 360 on my Switch. I feel like if anybody owns Skyrim, they definitely have at least two versions of I mean, it somewhere. Otherwise, you're not a real fan. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, and you, uh, this is going to be, uh, let's see, a little bit different because you have played Skyrim before, right? Yes. But we're going to, I'm going to try to take you someplace to a new experience because you didn't get a chance to play the Dragonborn DLC. I never, I never got around to oh, it. Boy, see, like you played which one? Did you played the other DLC, right? Yeah. What is that one? The like the, the vampire vampire one. I can't remember what it's called. Uh oh, a uh, Dawn Guard. Dawn Guard. That's right. The yeah. Dawn Guard DLC, and that one's great. It's cool. It gives you a whole lot of new like side like quests and stuff as far as the yeah. vampire side like storyline, becoming a vampire. Get like new powers. You get to go to that little island that's off the coast that's like Harkin's Castle or something. I forgot about that one. Um, Well, this DLC also added an island. It's just a little bit bigger than Harkin's Castle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This this DLC basically gives you the ability to leave Skyrim proper, the province, and head to uh, a small island off the coast of Tamriel that's to the northeast of skyrim and to the uh northwest of morrowind mm-hmm. and it's kind of laid claim by neither and both from what i can understand it's just it's its own little island and it's mostly inhabited by dark elves but there is an ancient nordic tribe there called the skull okay. and uh it's just kind of non-contested land that's sort of used as a refugee site for the dark elves that were misplaced from their homeland by the erupting of red mountain okay yeah i guess morrowind has this great big volcano right in the middle of it (laughs) and uh, whenever it blew a bunch of dunmer dark elves fled their homeland to skyrim which is why the most 
eastern province uh, in Skyrim. The most eastern hold. What is it? Is it uh, uh, Windhelm? Yeah, I think. Windhelm. Windhelm, I think, is the mm-hmm. city that's closest to Morrowind. And that's why they have like a Dunmer district. Dunmer, that's why there's yeah. like dark elves living there. But a majority of the Dunmer that fled to Skyrim from the volcano eruption ended up relocating to Solstheim because okay. it reminds them more of their home. And uh, they had a settlement there called Red Rock. So, oh. yeah. So, anyway, the Isle of Solstheim looks a lot like Skyrim with its, like, kind of craggy, like, glaciery sort of uh, landscape in the north. But then the southern half of the island and, the, like, the southeastern half of the island looks a lot like Morrowind. It's got, like, a lot of the giant fungus, like, Ooh, like, like, cropping, like cropping up, like, and... Uh, there's you can see actually the red mountain on the horizon like Ooh. you can see morrowind off in the distance and you see the volcano rising up and you know it's the volcano because there's ash rising from it <laughs> that's a that's the thing about solstheim it feels so ethereal it reminds me of twilight princess it's just when the sun goes down it's never like fully dark and when the sun comes up you never see it like mm. every whenever you're there on solstheim you always have to check what time of day it is cuz it's always that like orangish glow of like like this of light that's being trapped beneath the soot clouds and soot's always falling so it's a very ashy kind of desolate land a lot of a lot of air pollution i mean kind of it's like it's like la but i mean they got creative with it you (laughs) quickly run into these things called ash spawn which are a lot like spriggans or like the elemental like whatever those things are uh atronox yeah but instead of being made of pure fire or like being made of plants like this thing is just ash that has gathered into the form of a zombie and they're mean oh wow and they hit hard So there's this Dunmer wizard who's figured out how to make them obey you by mining what's called heartstone. There's these little croppings of like heartstone veins throughout the whole island. And if you make an ash spawn, if you conjure one using heartstone, it actually will obey you without attacking you. Oh, wow. So these fiery zombie things don't have to be as scary as they look. But when you run into them, like just running around willy nilly, they attack like crazy. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And uh, this wizard, this Dunmer wizard, lives in uh, the small settlement of Telmithrin. Like I said, there's three, uh, I don't know if I said, there's three settlements on the island. There's Telmithrin in the far southeast, closest to the shores nearest Morland, and it's a Dunmer, uh, like, uh, wizard, like, very, like, from the house Telvani or something. It's like a very <laughs> special wizard house of the of Morrowind. Okay. He's like he's got like a lot of stock as far as wizards go. And uh he basically made like this big like overgrown mushroom settlement and he like lives inside of this humongous mushroom. And you go into inside and you go up the stock using this like magical uh elevator like levitation thing and it takes you up into the top of the mushroom. Hmm. And you're like I see why he made this his home because like nothing could get you in here yeah it's very safe it's off the ground yeah so it's like okay this guy's got a pretty cool pad and he helps you out a lot and gives you like a lot of cool magical weapons and side quests and stuff on the island um when you first get there the port city is a small mining town called red rock and it's got a bunch of like stone domiciles that are kind of like they look like they're just kind of lumps in the earth and when you go in it's just like a little room and a staircase that goes down and the majority of the house is underground 
to protect everyone from like volcanic eruptions okay. and like the soot and ash like everybody just kind of lives underground and it's a mining village so it was like i think it was an imperial colony at one point and then they just like gave up and like left and gave it back to the the house Redoran, which is another like noble house noble. from from morrowind of like dunmer and okay. so like that's red rock and then you have uh, Skull Village in the far north, like in the icy like wilderness end of the island that nobody goes to. And the Skull <laughs> are a lot like the Nords from Skyrim, but they came and vi- like uh, colonized this island so long ago that they have completely different worshipping practices from the mainland Nords. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never got the empire's influence and so they're monotheistic they don't have like all of these different imperial like gods and deities that the nords have come to worship because they've been part of the empire for so long the the nords of solstheim the they believe in just one being called the all maker and they're very it's very much like native americans like tribes where they only hunt what they need they try not to take too much from the earth in excess and then they when they die, they believe that they give back to it. And the Allmaker just kind of recycles their, like, spirits into new life. And so, like, it's a society built upon, like, you know, the hardest uh, standards of, like, survival. Like, if you steal, like, stealing is, like, the biggest offense. And they exile, like, thieves from their village. And then that person goes off in the wilderness and dies, basically. Oh, like, that's dang. their sentence. Like, it's actually a lighter sentence to be... Uh, fed to the wolves to be sacrificed to the wolves because they believe that at least then the all maker will recycle your life into like new life uh, mm-hmm. if you die in exile like you're just kind of like that's it you're gone you're, you're done so, yeah you're not part of our culture anymore Dang. and uh yeah so and uh let's see hermaeus mora uh, i recognize that you name. recognize the name hermaeus mora Is right that a daedra or... he's one of the daedra yeah he is the Daedra of Knowledge, and he usually is presented as like that, the big, the big bulbous gaggle of tentacles yes. and eyes. Yes, he looks like a, some sort of eldritch horror from Lovecraft's fiction or something. But he's also the one that you, I think, in the games, or at least in Skyrim, you interact with him the most frequently, like repeatedly. Anytime mm. you find one of his black books, you go into his world of Apocrypha, and you... Like, which is like this otherworldly like library full of like fish beings like Dagon again very much what? like oh yeah 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 uh, that's real it's this really weird like green and black world of like endless like ink seas and tentacles and big fish monster things that guard his library of knowledge and if you make it through there you find a black book that usually grants you grants you some sort of boon or some sort of like ability or buff like to your character uh and you like i don't yeah you never got a chance I never to do that, did huh? it. I, I think that there's a little bit of it on the main line uh, main uh like skyrim storyline but when you get to soul's time there's like five or six more black books geez. and you get to go through apocrypha a bunch more times and get a lot more abilities you get you get much more familiar with hermaeus mora or herma mora as the skull call them because <laughs> apparently they have like this ancient rivalry with him where <laughs> they were granted knowledge by their deity the Allmaker, like eons ago and herma mora has been trying to get it from them 
And oh. so he's like a trickster demon in their mythos, and they're constantly on the lookout for this this Daedra appearing in different forms, trying to trick the uh, the met the like tribal leader of the skull into like giving him their secrets. These tribal secrets they've passed down. Interesting. It's, yeah, and uh, it's really sad. You know about this because you actually see the current tribal leader having to make a deal with Hermamora and giving him those secrets. And the way Hermamora does it is by appearing and just piercing him with all of his tentacles and lifting him in the air and just sucking the knowledge out of him basically oh why didn't he like, do that sooner <laughs> it's like well i mean because they had to offer it they had oh. to offer it to him okay but it's sad but, but it sucks it. because like yeah they finally get to that breaking point where they need some help so badly that they're willing to like make this deal with him and he's like cool i've wanted this for so long takes it violently dang <laughs> yeah okay uh yeah it's all part of like well and that's the other thing why it's called a dragonborn dlc the reason the skull are helping you and why they have to make this deal in the first place is because you're trying to stop mirak 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 was a dragonborn just like you mm. like your character but he turned bad <laughs> and he started doing bad things mm. and bending dragons to his own will and he got sealed away or something or like oh, it's been a while since i've played and people <laughs> are screaming at us right now <laughs> basically mirak returns and he's causing trouble all over solstein and you're just trying to make your way to his temple and stop him and okay. you end up getting the ability to ride dragons after all of this, you get to use the call. To, oh yeah, that's the call to bend that. will, like bend dragons will. to your to your will. That was the thing that I think the skull needed you to get from Hermamora, and that's why oh. they had to give him their knowledge. It was so that he could help you do this. And uh, yeah, then after that, you're able to like Just shout at dragons, and then they they have to land, and mm-hmm. then you can like you ride them. them and use them again and play beat mirak at his own game basically because that's what he's constantly doing is showing up riding a dragon dang yeah super cool it is kind of cool but you know not good not good (laughs) no no so yeah uh that's that's a basic overview Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that goes on there there's like this weird like icy troll king thing oh my gosh i can't remember what what i'm gonna have to look it up what it's called but it's like this frost giant like yeti monster thing i can't uh, it's like the scariest monster in all of (laughs) the skyrim games it can like one shot you easily okay uh because uh, I mean, I remember being killed by giants. It's in the middle. It's like yeah, it's in the middle of this big icy like fortress cavern. Uh, there's so many different caverns on Solstheim, like in the glacier section. It's really Ooh. interesting. Yeah, all these icy caverns lead to different like old, like ancient Nordic like uh, the ancient Nords like ruins and stuff uh, where the Draugr are. Like, of course, yes. Because I remember and, uh, that's how you find the black books is they're uh, always hidden at the end of these labyrinths. Okay, because yeah, I know there's a lot of caves in Skyrim, but like sure, glaciery caves. Yeah, a little bit different. There's a couple of glaciery caves in the north on Skyrim too. I think that's where uh, you actually find the guy who's trying to talk to Hermaeus Mora, oh, if you remember. Yeah, yeah he has like, like the, the vault. He's got that great big that. vault thing buried in the ice. 
Oh, yeah, I completely forgot. I always, all I ever did is always go straight for, like, the dangerous stuff because I found it fun, and I always forgot about that one. That was the, that was my favorite of the dangerous stuff because it was, you know, so involved. Yeah. Especially once you include the Dragonborn DLC and you're just constantly interacting with Hermaeus Mora, like I said, over and over again. It feels like you guys become besties well not besties (laughs) besties. because you know that he he can't be trusted yeah but he's granting you all of these boons and stuff so you might as well take it (laughs) uh big what what was the name of the one with like the beacon that you find is oh Um, merida's merida merida's Merida's beacon Beacon. yeah i always remember i'm like merida yeah she's one of the few like nice ones nice ones or not inherently bad in selfish at least usually associated with light and kindness or something Mm -hmm. yeah but there hmm. is uh let's see what else uh the the fauna the fauna there's uh one big difference between skyrim and soulstein is it has some of the fauna and flora from Morrowind. Like I mentioned, the giant fungus that people can live inside, the great big mushroom houses. But there's also these things called netches, and you can kill them to get netch leather. Netch they look like really what? big fleas. Like it oh. has, it's like yeah, it's like a great big flea. Like and then its legs are long and stilted like a giraffe's legs but Whoa, longer what? and so like they stand up tall they like float or they don't even really stand they float around they... with like their legs like hanging around and uh i don't like that. you see a guy riding on one like it's a cat like they use them like cattle kind of they're, they're almost like a yeah a burst of beaten type beast a burst of beaten a burst of be- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a burst of beaten we can edit this out mm-hmm. uh beast of burden <laughs> bird. all right uh, that makes more sense yeah <laughs> yeah i guess yeah if you're getting leather out of it, it's like it's like it's just a bug cow yeah it's like a bug cow uh <laughs> kind of mm. i mean they're mostly harmless the there's of course dwemer ruins just like there are on the Oh, on yeah. the mainland uh it's but they got up there too yeah they Jeez. had they had them up there too that's the thing with soul's time is like it feels like every turn or you, every turn you every corner you turn <laughs> every turner and hooch every turner and hooch reminds you that there's a dog for everyone yeah. <laughs> especially tom hanks Oh, every dog is for Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh, I'm a dog for Tom Hanks. Everywhere you go on the island, you just feel like you fu- there's something new. And when you look at the map and see how small it is compared to the mainland Skyrim province, you're like, how do they fit so much stuff here? <laughs> but they wanted to give you lots of stuff in this DLC, and there's no part of the island that feels empty. Anywhere you are, like even if you're just standing in the middle of an open field, you can see Telmithrin, or you can see like uh you can see red rock in the distance or you can see the mirax temple like at the top of the uh central mountain just mm-hmm. kind of looming above you and taunting you like so yeah. between between all of those different settlements the different burial sites uh the one guy who asks you to keep coming back and uh funding his archaeological dig yeah there's a there's a quest where a guy literally is just having an archaeological dig at like 
one of those um you know the round like inlaid in the ground like uh draugr burial site kind of things yeah. he's trying to excavate it and every time you come back and visit him he tells you things are going good but he needs more gold and you just kind of sink more gold into it and eventually you make it all the way through this dungeon and there's some stuff in there it's been so long since i've done it i can't remember if it was worth it or not <laughs> but i don't know it feels kind of it makes you feel good you're yeah, like you're i'm helping, helping this out. guy he's like trying to do his research and he doesn't have enough money and he's in a very hostile environment by yeah. himself so giving him any help just makes you feel like a little bit more confident about facing the wilderness of the island yourself maybe i don't okay. know it's like okay people kind of have to help each other out here like even when you visit the skull village they're like we don't talk to outsiders, but then you end up helping them. They're okay. And they're like, they're helping them. Okay. So like everyone just kind of needs to work together to survive in an environment like this. There's a sense of camaraderie as well as danger around every corner of soul's time. Okay. Uh, Sounds like a really good value DLC. It seems I don't like know. Maybe you... I'm painting it in too positive <laughs> I mean, light, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't it's... Think it's too expensive, and it's like it sounds yeah. like it gives you plenty of content. It gives you lots of content, and I mean, if you get the uh, most of the versions of Skyrim come with all the DLC now, anyway, That's so it's true. usually worked into the main price. Yeah, but I'm sure you're right. Even when it first came out, I think people felt like they really got their money's worth because yeah. sometimes a DLC comes out and it's just like. 30 bucks or something for a dlc and it's just like oh this is not worth it this wasn't worth it just put this in the game or something <laughs> and then so skyrim was like well now we'll just put it in the actual game now too mm-hmm. just sell it with it yeah but i mean that's fair it's been 10 years yeah it's, been... it's just it's the legendary edition so it's yeah. like and uh it also comes with what is it hearth home is that the other oh, one yeah so that's yeah. the that's is that another is that a separate dlc pack as well i think so is that a separate one that was also a good one was and Hearthhome... i like that a lot was uh, that just the house thing i think it's really just the house thing i, mean, I, I don't even nice. know if i'm saying it right is it homestead i was, oh. there was some sort of dlc i think it was hearth home Homestruck? But, oh my god i'm no gonna, no <laughs> uh but yeah just be, yeah being able to build the houses is nice and of course uh there is a house available for you in red rock oh, eventually as well. really yeah like oh, cool. they they like there's you're able to get property there as well just like with every other settlement yeah in, in just... skyrim so yeah nice and easy well-rounded you just gotta watch out for the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I didn't even tell you about the pirate treasure. Pirate? Wait, there's pirates. <laughs> there's a pirate treasure. Yeah, what? you find like an old map, and then like you have to look for the for the the treasure chest where X marks the spot. What? You get to find pirate treasure. Oh, and Stallrim. I didn't even tell you about so... Stallrim. Oh, okay, Stallrim. So st- <laughs> like they give you okay, okay. So Stallrim is a new ore. There's a oh. whole new ore you get to mine and smelt. Oh, in wow. time and it resembles glacial ice it's this cold icy like very reflective like it looks like ice it just it's a blue stone that looks like ice and you find it in veins like you would any other ore uh you have to be able i think you have to have a pretty high smithing like rating though mm-hmm. because it's one of the harder materials to work with like not quite as 
hard is Dragon? Is it bad? As bad as Dragon Bone? You have to be like level. 100. You have to be a hundred. I be level one hundred to do Dragon Bone. I don't. I'm trying to think. Stalrim might be level one hundred as well, but can't remember. Uh, I I know it's definitely high grade though. One of Good my stuff. playthroughs, I went full into smithing, nice. just because I wanted to do nice, Dragon nice. Bone. It was yeah. It took a lot. Though. They make you. They make you work for it so hard. <laughs> also, just like. I think glass was really high. Like glass is pretty high. Yeah, and I, like, I guess that makes sense because you're like you have to make glass. I guess. I mean, like I don't know. you have to be careful not to break it or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Oh man. The and the skull believe that Stalrim is it's ice that became stone when it absorbed the souls of their ancestors oh, like yeah like they would bury their Dang. the ancient like the skull the skulls would bury their ancient nords like the like the old ancient nord skulls the skull nords <laughs> <laughs> the first settlers to the island yes. like they would bury their their dead in these kind of like frozen graves and uh over time stalrim would form and they would believe that like this was their ancestors fusing with the ice to give them a new stone like this new kind of protection or mm. something so it's like every time you find a vein of stalrim it's always like formed over a grave oh, or like wow. over one of those big like metal casket things that draw her in and then you just kind of mine it that's cool yeah that's where it forms and so i mean like yeah i can see why they would have that belief Oh. It makes sense in a way. Yeah. I so, mean, like, if you find it in that area, you're going to think it comes from that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not a huge Elder Scrolls person. Uh, Skyrim is really the only one I've ever played. But I can same. tell, I mean, even with just that one game, you can tell that the world is very rich with lore and steeped in its own history. Mm-hmm. And... There's a lot. The island of Solstheim does not disappoint in that regard. It also has a lot of those elements It just on its own. Mm-hmm. It's its very own thing. And I love it. I love it a lot. Sounds good. I wish it were real. We could go there. <laughs> go but there. that's what this show is for. So. Yes, we take you there. Yeah, or just imagine this beautiful frozen tundra wilderness, a lot like northern Canada. But with uh, but with bears and wolves, I guess that is like Canada. Yeah. But with giant bugs and big mushrooms and ash falling from the sky and a great big volcano in the distance that's just looming constantly. Yeah, less like Canada now. That sounds a lot better. Wait, well, well, not better than Canada. No, no, no. But we love all of our Canadian (laughs) listeners. A yeah uh i forgot what canadians say i don't know anymore. I, they speak english it's okay yeah can just there's some <laughs> french there we oui, we oui. oh my god i did uh, that before we started recording <laughs> uh i was gonna say i haven't played any other elder scrolls games either mm-hmm. i mean i'm looking forward to elder scrolls 6 when it comes out in like 10 years but like <laughs> i mean i might bust out skyrim play through it a little bit more and try to do this yeah do some new things i haven't done yet it's making me feel a bit nostalgic like i want to go back through the island again mm-hmm. there's always something magical about arriving there the first time disembarking from the boat and being like i've got this whole new place to explore now that i've finished the mainland yeah so yeah i'm sure lots of our listeners can can agree like it was a very it was an exhilarating adventurous feeling mm-hmm. yeah 
exploring a new island. Oh, all righty. Well, any, do you have any other thoughts or feelings or questions about Skyrim and Solstheim in particular? Um. Oh. 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 Use this as like a cold I don't know the words. No, I, but no, they're no, made no. up, so it, yeah, they're fake words. Sue me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> definitely. I don't know. I really like the Daedra stuff. So I'm definitely going to go through. I think a part yeah, of me liking that. Even if you just like the dangerous stuff, like Soul's Time is yeah. super worth the time. There's a lot of stuff there I think her memora. I think a big part of me liking the dangerous stuff is it's interesting, but also like the only thing I know of like Oblivion is like watching Peanut Butter Gamer do his like collection Oh, videos, sure. Yeah. Where he went through both Skyrim and Oblivion getting all the dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's yeah. fun. No, it is. Totally. I get that. Like, there is something neat about knowing that there's a, speci- like a select little group of items that all kind of come from the same group. group of people. And you're like, well, mm. now I need to get them. It's like Beanie Babies. Yeah. So. All right. Well, yeah, Excellent. Thanks for listening to me ramble a bit about ye old Solstheim. time. It's, it's one of my favorite game locations, I think, in recent years. So... Always fun to talk about it. Everybody, uh, leave us some comments. Tell us about some of your favorite locations on Solstheim or on uh, in Skyrim in general, or all of Tamriel. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not going to recognize them probably, but go ahead and tell us. Yeah, if you've played Baldur's Gate, is that one? Baldur's Gate is that, is that one? Is that a different one? I don't know. I don't uh, recognize. If you played Oblivion. Tell us about that. You played Oblivion. I've played Hammerfell. Hammerfell. You played Arena. Arena. I think that's one of them. I think so, yeah. There's one more. Arena, Hammerfell, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Oh, wait. Maybe that is all of them. Okay. Okay, cool. What's Baldur's Gate? I don't know. Okay, well, forget wait, about it. Wait, was that DLC or something? Is that something for? Make sure you share this with yeah. your friends. Tell us what Baldur's Gate is. Yeah, like and review. Share with your friends. Uh, yeah. Any 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 plugins you want to do? Uh, check out After Hours. Uh, our buddy Marshall and Marco, they got a podcast where they just kind of shoot the breeze for a bit, and it's a nice little unwind time if you're having a little after after work uh, sip of a drink or mm-hmm. something always makes me feel like i'm a part of the conversation when i've listened to it yeah uh yeah. They haven't done anything recently but that's fine there's oh. there's a backlog of stuff up there yeah, you there. can check out and i'm in one yeah and, Jake, and i'm in one we're, we both did one so with them. it's just it's a fun little time with people talking put it on while you're doing the dishes put yeah. this on while you're doing the dishes <laughs> all right uh and uh, as always, we love you. Guys, is that something we say? I don't know. Oh, I guess now. As always, we love you. Kiss. Bye-bye. Bye.
I don't have to. We can we can just never mind. I always forget about the magic of editing. I guess you can. All right. Face. <clears throat> hey you, you're finally awake. Hmm. How's that? Border crossing, imperial ambush. What are you going on about? We're on our way to the Isle of Solstheim for the company's annual team-building retreat. Boy, you need this getaway more than I thought. 